We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog and uh, FanDuel. Uh, it is February 2nd, Friday. I'm botching this intro, but uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm here with Shannon <laughs> McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! Speaking of award-winning, I believe this podcast was just nominated for another FSWA award. Yeah, see, I mean, now we get nominated, I don't even care anymore. Uh, we're, nominated, we're not nominated, are we nominated or we're in the semifinals or we're on the, I don't know, what's the right word for that? I don't know. Uh, nominated. It's, we'll it's, it's their mistake, so uh, <laughs> not, not really our problem. Um, speaking of mistakes, uh, Joel Embiid played the other night, now he has a torn meniscus. Uh, this is all, this is all allegedly, so um, Sham Sharania tweeted that he tore his meniscus, but then Adrian Wojnarowski and Chris Haynes said that it was just a meniscus injury uh, and that a tear hadn't been confirmed. Uh, my opinion on this is that you would not report that it was a tear if it was a t- like reporters are always going to lean cautious. They're never going to be like, this guy tore his ACL. Just kidding. They're always like, it's an injury. And then he tore it. So the fact that Sham said he tore it to me means that he probably tore it. Um, yeah, the 65 games rule, I, I feel like this is partially a product of that. It has nothing to do with Jonathan Kaminga also falling on his leg. There's that aspect of it, too. <laughs> All we know right now is that uh, Embiid is at least out through the weekend until a, a treatment plan becomes finalized, I think is the is the phrasing from the team where look any meniscus injury is basically a tear meniscus injury best case scenario is like a three-week injury worst case scenario he gets surgery and he's done for the year uh so if he's on your fantasy team obviously you throw him on your ir until we until we learn more but this is uh this is a tough situation if you have him mm. in fantasy yeah i mean let's remember Embiid's been fragile so he missed his first two nb seasons his first two NBA seasons due to an injured foot and the process. Uh, Embiid has averaged 56 game played games played per season after missing those first two years. He played 66 games last season plus playoff games. Uh, but hey, some good news, right? Without Embiid, Maxi scored 51 points Thursday night uh, and led the Sixers to a nice win in Utah. So there's some sunny news for the Philly folks. 
Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, some fantasy implications later on in the show. That is a that's an official teaser. Uh, but Ken, we had some we have some good news going across the association. All star game reserves were announced in the East: Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Maxey, Paulo Bonchero, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, who's hurt, and Bam Adebayo. In the West, Steph Curry, AD, Paul George, Kawhi, Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Edwards. Commissioner Silver will need to replace the injured Randall and Embiid. Shannon, who leads your list of snubbed non-All-Stars? The two biggest snubs for me were both in the East, and that's Scotty Barnes for Toronto, just having an absolutely monster season. I know Toronto's not having a great season, so that that probably is part of the reason why he's not on the All-Star team. And then Trey Young with Atlanta, um, second in the the NBA in assists, um, top 20 in scoring, top 25 in efficiency, overall offensive efficiency. Terrible defense. Yes, of course. But Trey Young Young should 100% be on the All-Star roster. I think you can make an argument. Yeah, I, I Jalen Brunson, fantastic Halliburton. There's there's plenty of guards, Donovan Mitchell, who are on better performing teams and they're having monster seasons as well. But uh, there's no way I don't care if Trey Young were on the Pistons right now and had the stats that he has. I think he should be on the All Star team no matter what. Would love to see Scotty Barnes be the injury replacement for Julius Randle. That seems like an obvious fit, but we shall see. Yeah, if it was if it was. Um... Trey Young and and Scotty Barnes in there. I don't know who I would have uh, Trey replace. Maybe Jalen Brown. Maybe Bancaro. But that would kind of Celtics, feel like a snub. Celtics are having a pretty good season. They they are having a pretty they good are. season. <laughs> yes. Um, I hope. I'll say this. I hope D White is not a replacement. I want him to rest. He slumped for most of January. I want Porzingis, White, Holiday. Go relax. Go nap. This team's exhausted. They're, they got problems. Team success is the only justification for having Jalen Brown over Trey Young or Scotty Barnes on the um, All-Star team. And Derek half White. The game? I defense? don't care about that half of half it. Half the game? And then Derek White, the dude is averaging 15.7 points per game. He is not an All-Star. Just like when Tayshon made the All-Star team, not an All-Star. Like Defense it, wins champions. Nah. Championships, sorry, championships. Well, well, Shannon, take us to some rosy news out oh. of Texas. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, this is a little bit out of the norm for, for our breaking news, but Jalen Green deserves some hype. We need to talk about this man. He is, I, I think it's happening, guys. I think it is. We'll talk about him more for DFS, but over the past week, he's the fourth ranked fantasy player. He is averaging 29.8 points, 7.2 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.6 steals, 3.23s in 36 minutes per over five, the last five games. That's almost 50 fantasy points per game. Just absolutely crushing it. You know, it is, I am somewhat hesitant because this could just be a nice little hot streak that he's on. Uh, his field goal percentage, it has increased, you know, he's well above his 41.4% on the season and he's shooting 51 and a half percent. Uh, but the three point shots, not like insane, uh, 36% during this hot streak. I just, I like, he's been far more aggressive on offense. He's picking his spots re- and taking them. The rebounds coming from the, the rebounds are, are unbelievable. Three straight, three straight double digit rebound games, uh, Un- unbelievable, but I, I think it may be happening. We might see Jalen Green, you know, living up to some of that pedigree. And a lot of folks who thought he was the top prospect coming out of that draft class. Well, what happens next season when Steven Adams is the starting shooting guard for these Rockets? <laughs> That's a joke. But uh, uh, last night, the Rockets did trade for Steven Adams, who's hurt all year. A bevy of second round picks to the Grizzlies. Grizzlies wanted to clear some salary. And Adams looks like he'll be a backup to Sangoon, right? Are they going to move Sangoon to power forward? Adams, Adams, be, a backup. Adams be a backup. Veteran, okay. you know, uh, bruiser. Pre- yeah. Just that 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 tough pres- veteran presence to have on the roster will be good for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we'll close with bad news out of Boston. The LeBron-less, AD-less Lakers still shock the Celtics in Boston. Lakers win 114-105. So the Celtics, after starting 20-0 and in TD Garden, have now lost three of their last five at home. It's really a bad basketball stretch for the Celtics. They are limping into the All-Star break. But kudos to the Lakers. They hit 53% of their threes. And much like Shannon's Mr. Rosie positive about Jalen Green, might need to make that a regular segment. Who's Shannon Rosie positive about each week? I want to give some sunshine to D'Angelo Russell, who has caught fire despite that odd post-game presser where he seemed to be crying and Seemed to be like he was going to get traded. Anyway, but since they put him back in the starting lineup on January 13th, Russell's averaging almost 24 and a half points, almost seven assists, over four three-pointers while shooting 47% from the field. This is over 11 games, and he's playing 38 minutes a game. So kudos to D'Angelo Russell. Yes, his past two games have been a little less efficient, but the 14 assists to one turnover against Boston is very nice. He's also going up against Derek White uh, and Drew Holiday. Austin Reeves with a massive game, too. 32 points on 18 shots. Uh, He got some praise from Darvin Ham after the game, uh, who said he um, 
just let him know he appreciated Austin Reeves. Um, but it's time to talk about under, underdog fantasy. Underdog fantasy. They're the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick and contests. If you haven't tried underdog yet, new underdog users receive a first time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. That's code RWNBA. With that, let's shift to our uh, fan feedback segment and answer some questions live from the YouTubes and the Twitters and the other social things out there. Gentlemen, let's start with show uh, regular James Chan. James says, I have Jalen Smith, Mo Bamba, Jabari Walker, and Bilal Kulabali. Which two uh, will have a good second half? Need to drop two. Uh, well, this this Embiid injury, you might want to wait on. Like I said at the top of the show, it's possible you'll need surgery and it will be out for the year, but we don't know. Um, either way, I don't think Bamba, we'll talk about Bamba more later. Just don't get your expectations too high for Bamba. But if you, you might average seven, five, and two. Okay. Um, Jalen Smith, very up and down player. Jabari Walker, really interesting with the potential that Portland tanks. Uh, same with Bilal Koulibaly. Um, uh, Shannon, do you have any strong feelings on this group of four guys who, for, for each of their own reasons, are fairly underwhelming? Yeah, I have a feeling Ken will agree with me, but my number one pick to keep of those four is Koulibaly. Uh, I, I yes. believe he's, and we've talked about him a couple of times on the show, I believe he's going to have a very strong second half. I picked him up in a couple of, of my own leagues um, and kind of stashed him a little bit early. Uh, I, I think he'll see routinely uh, eclipse 30 minutes in games, whether he's coming off bench or starting, which could be in the in the future and already happened once this week. Um, the, the second option, it's a bit tougher. I'm siding with Jabari Walker right now, but I do think it's a toss-up between him and Smith. Smith had a giant game last night in only 24 minutes, 20 points, nine rebounds, two blocks, two steals. But his play is going to be too erratic for me. And I do expect once Indiana's fully healthy, because um, they, they had multiple players out last night again, they're going to work out a rotation with, with Siakam and, and Miles Turner in the front court. You have to expect those two are going to see the vast majority of minutes. And I would be surprised if Smith has many 25 to 30 minute games like he's had in the past week or two. You know, he's got a couple of those right now, but I would expect his minutes to hover like in the 15 to 20 minute range most nights once that team's healthy. Um, and with that, I think he's droppable. All right. And then second question from David, I have Tobias Harris in my 12 team nine category league. Is Harris going to be stepping up now that Joel could be hurt for a while? I, I think he will be. Yeah. I mean, they, that's a lot of shots gone from from the 76ers. It's a lot of rebounds gone from the 76ers. Paul Reed's going to step in. Mobamba is probably going to do some stuff here and there. But yeah, Tobias took 21 shots last night uh, against the Utah Jazz and I think he'll continue playing pretty well. He's showing in the past an ability to to step up his usage when he when he needs to. So I think he'll he'll have a nice stretch here. 
Yeah, Tobias Harris averaging 6.7 more fantasy points per game. That's with FanDuel scoring um, in the 11 games without Embiid this season uh, that he has played in. So that's that's a significant boost. I mean, he's he basically goes from being like a top 80, top 90 player to a, a top 40, 50 player. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm going to rephrase uh, an injury question. This would be more for Alex, I think. But... Uh, any news on either the Vanderbilt injury in L.A. or Eason in Houston? Are there any updates there, Alex, about either of those guys coming back? Uh, we don't know anything about Vanderbilt right now. All, uh, all we know is that he wasn't going to return to Thursday's game after he got hurt. Obviously, that's that's old news at this point, but the Lakers haven't provided any updates. In terms of Eason, look, uh, it sounds like that he wants to ramp up his activity at practice this week. That's our latest update but it's phrased as he could, he could ramp up his activity. And I was warning people. I, I could two. ramp up my activity, right? We all could ramp up our activity. <laughs> um, so I look, I, I was warning people about this like two weeks ago, a, a vague nondescript lower leg injury. That's kept the guy out for weeks. No idea what that means. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed on some sort of minutes limit. You also have Cam Whitmore playing. Well, I, I won't be shocked if he's out through the all-star break. Let's just say that. Yeah, with, with Eason, really, the, the hope was he would start contact uh, work this week, and that hasn't really happened. Uh, or, well, it could have happened, but there hasn't been a report on it yet. So, you know, if, if that happens soon and it goes well, then he could return in short order. Or, like Al said, it could be a couple weeks down the road still. All right, Alex, we'll take us to the money segment of the pod. The waiver wire. Uh, as this, how this thing works, uh, Ken Shannon and I will have two regular free agent pickups who are rostering 50% of fewer of usually Yahoo leagues, and then uh, one long shot, 25% or fewer of Yahoo leagues for those of you who are in 14, 16, maybe even 20 team leagues. Uh, in terms of the schedule next week, Utah, Portland, Minnesota, Denver only have two games. So, uh, when when picking guys up, be careful about that. Or if you're making some drops, uh, keep that in mind. My first suggestion is Paul Reed uh, of the Philadelphia 76ers. Not a, not a big surprise here. He's 34% roster. At least he was last night when I checked. Uh, Joel Embiid has a meniscus injury. My, my professional analyst opinion is that he tore the damn thing. Um, Philly has four games next week. So even if he makes some sort of miraculous comeback or the injury was misreported, who even knows? Yeah. You never hear get... some. You never hear someone has a boo boo on their meniscus. Right. Yeah. Uh, he had a, big, a small cut on his meniscus. Uh, <laughs> one band aid uh, will fix that thing up. Yeah. Philly has four games next week. Uh, so Paul Reed definitely a strong add. Last night in in Utah, seven ten and four, two blocks, one steal. As a starter this year, twelve seven and three, fifty five percent shooting, uh, one point four blocks, one point two steals. Let's not overcomplicate this thing. Just add him this weekend. Yeah. He, he's up to 43% rostered okay. now. Yeah. Uh, so you want to move fast if you're going to scoop up Reed. Great hustle guy. Uh, I'm going to start with someone we've mentioned frequently the last two years, Santi Aldama of your Memphis Grizzlies, who's only 27% rostered. Look, no one is healthy on this Memphis Grizzlies roster. Uh, he does qualify as a center and forward, 
on both Yahoo and ESPN. That flexibility can be really helpful. Aldama ranks uh, 76 in the last 14 days in nine category leagues. He's only 27% rostered as of uh, about an hour ago, Friday morning. Uh, last four games, almost 15 points over seven rebounds, uh, 3.3 triples, one stock while shooting 48% from the field. He started in the last six appearances. Uh, Memphis does only have three games though, but rest of the season, this Grizzlies depth chart, it's a mash unit bodies will be playing. I think we could be talking, you know, at the end of the season about the massive twin towers of Santi Aldama and Vince Williams. I'm w- I'm with you, Ken. Aldama, he he has a he, sometimes he's up and down. You know, the minutes aren't always there. Sometimes his production's kind of weird. His usage fluctuates. I think really depending on matchup. But at this point, with the way he's the Grizzlies, all they got. yeah, <laughs> right, he's, he's all they got. And this Tillman injury is lingering. I don't think his knee ever got healthy. That no. That just seems so weird, though, the in and he's out and in and the out. So anybody that can walk might be playing for these Memphis Grizzlies. I'm with you. Uh, Shannon, let's go to your first waiver wire pickup. Uh, This player has become an unexpected favorite of the Friday waiver wire segment. Aaron Neesmith, the swingman for the Indiana Pacers. He was 54% rostered yesterday. That's up to 59%. As of this morning, uh, you know, we have to keep bringing him up because he keeps playing better and his value keeps increasing. He's been a top 20 player over the past week, uh, averaging 19.4 points, 7.8 rebounds, four assists, three trays, 1.4 stocks in 35 minutes per game over the past five contests. He is the player on the Pacers who clearly received the biggest boost in value from Bruce Brown going to Toronto. I, I highly recommend picking him up in 12 team leagues. I think he even has some value in 10 teamers uh, if you need production in those categories. I've been wagering the over on points and rebounds for Neesmith for a few days now. I've won on all those bets. I keep waiting for Vegas to respond. Uh, Neesmith has been fantastic playing in his natural position as small forward now that they got Spicy P there. And little known fact, he speaks with a bit of a lisp. Uh, I do. I do want to bring up something. We talked about Tari, Tari Eason. Sorry for the hard transition there, Ken. Uh, we <laughs> talked about Tari Eason earlier. Uh, I think it was Albert Chang in the chat said, Coach said Eason has done 2v2 and could play next week. We did find that report, uh, and that, which is true. Uh, so you do have uh, Ima Doka saying that Eason could return next week. Again, that's all, that's all coulds and maybes, and it's very much approaching the all-star break. Uh, on one hand, don't be surprised if he returns next week. On the other hand, don't be surprised if he's out past the All-Star break. So uh, we just need more information as that continues. But he's he's pretty week-to-week slash day-to-day at this point. Um, my second free agent suggestion, Gary Trent of the Toronto Raptors. This is very specific. If you are in a category league, uh, this is for you. Points leagues, you don't even have to think about this. Um, he's been in the starting five since the Siakam trade. Averaging 15.6 points and 3.9 threes in 28 minutes. He's shooting about 58% of threes. Uh, so expect that to go basically to like three threes a game. But he's he's a great three specialist, and the Raptors are on a four-game week. So if that's what you need, pick him up. And the Raptors have almost practically admitted to the fact that they're pulling the plug at this point. 
Um, so don't be surprised if the injuries keep piling up, you know, guys get dings, they sit out, Gary Trent <laughs> keeps playing 30 plus minutes and jacking threes. They trade Bruce Brown. And now there's even more shots available for Gary Trent to keep jacking. Right. Um, all right, Kent, who is your second suggestion? Uh, we're going to the well again, one more time, backcourt of Chicago Bulls. Io Desunmu, the Illinois product, he ranks number 43rd over the last 14 days in nine category leagues, posting an impressive 16 and a half points per game, over two and a half stocks, and shooting 60% from the field. Look, Zach Levine is still hurt, and uh, we keep wondering if he's going to get traded. It's time, frankly, for these Bulls to pull a plug on this veteran uh, team that can't win. I will warn you. Um, Bulls have only three games next week, but I think Desumu is going to be their starting point guard for quite some time. Uh, I would check. The, also, make sure you check Max Struess, Bruce Brown, or Cam Johnson. Those guys all have four game weeks coming up. Um, but uh, longer term, I like Desunmu, Uh as I think you mentioned last week, Alex, for the Bulls. I think I, I think I did. Yeah, uh, those are good suggestions though for for streaming options as well as to soon but we get we got a lot of questions about cam johnson recently do i drop him etc but we 100 can stream him in on four game weeks Especially shannon if you need threes that's what he does that's what yes. Cam johnson does shannon who's your guy yeah my second suggestion is precious achua forward center for the new york knicks 24 percent rostered in yahoo leagues precious been a top 75 player over the past week he's earned three straight starts with og ananobi and julius randall out um, Julius Randle's out for at least another two to three weeks. OG's probably going to return soon, but it's kind of to be determined what the Knicks will do with that starting lineup. They could easily go bigger, have Precious start at the four, have OG at the at the three, move Josh Hart to the bench. It's kind of to be determined. I do believe Precious will continue to see an increased role during the next two to three weeks with Randle out either way. So he is a short-term rental. Uh, but the past three, those three starts that he's made so far, 38 minutes per, 13 points, 8.7 rebounds, 1.7 blocks, 1.3 steals. You know, when he had that clutch tip in last night uh, to help the Knicks win in the last minute, I thought, oh, my goodness, Tibbs has found a younger Taj Gibson. <laughs> oh, my God. They did sign he, Taj Gibson again, by the I way. Know, I know. They have an well, older Taj Gibson, the actual Taj Gibson. But he's a, yeah, Chu is a lunchbox Nick, I could see how Tibbs would love that guy. We'll see. He also had a very bad turnover down the stretch that uh, looks like looked like Tibbs wanted to rip his head off. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Brunson calmed things down. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I agree with you, Shannon. I look. I don't think Achu is going to start when OG's back, but he was seeing like twenty five minutes around you know before OG went out. So well, I mean, no Randall for a while. No, uh, no Mitchell Robinson for the end right. of the season. They've been grinding Hartenstein to a nub. Like, uh, it'd be good to um, have another big. Uh, unfortunately, I do have to recommend my long chat, which is Mo Bamba. <laughs> Boo! So, please, thank you. Um, I'm like Joe Mazzula. Bring on the booze. I love it. Uh, uh, 2% rostered when I wrote this up last night. Four games for the 76ers. Oh, who wait, will that's be... up to 2.2% now. Oh, thank you. Uh, Joel Embiid. Look, I will continue to say it. Uh, I believe firmly that he tore his meniscus and that he will be out at least three weeks. That has not officially been reported yet. Long story short, um, other times 
Embiid has been out. The minutes have been up and down from Bamba. But if he's going to be an extended absence, I think they will need Bamba for about 15 to 20 minutes a night. Paul Reed can get in foul trouble. Uh, please keep your expectations to a bare minimum. But last night, Mo Bamba, four points, nine rebounds, three blocks. And when he's seen double-digit minutes this season, seven points, six rebounds, one assist, 2.7 stocks. So if you are in a deep league, I absolutely grab him. At least, at least just to stream this week at the very minimum. I, there are numerous rotisserie leagues that I'm in where blocks are a key category to try to chase down at this time of year. And good luck ever finding them on the waiver wire. It's always going to be via trade. Not with Mo Bamba, even in limited minutes. I mean, he had three blocks last night. He had three in 18 minutes uh, against Portland on the 29th of January, three blocks in 19 minutes. That is the one thing he can do even in limited minutes. Ken, who is your long shot? My long shot mentioned earlier in the show by Shannon is Bilal Koulibaly, 19-year-old rookie guard for your Washington Wizards. Look, Jordan Poole and Tyus Jones have been terrible. Uh, the 19-year-old Koulibaly got the start Wednesday when Poole was sick. He put up a sweet 19.4 rebound to assist game with three stocks. Stocks are going to be his calling card. Uh Look, this is the rare future asset for these Washington Wizards who should be in full tank mode uh, to get as high a lottery, as many lottery balls as possible. And remember, the Wizards traded up to get Koulibaly at the number seven pick in this summer's draft. Uh, this is the perfect time to throw a ton of minutes at Koulibaly. Look, this is the long shot section. He might hurt your field goal percentage, but he could have a really nice upside. I'm surprised he's only 9% rostered, but it's just, I think people have slowly, it's slowly fallen off as people have lost faith. And if you were stashing him and you were in the bottom half of your league, at some point you just needed numbers and yeah. you had to let him go. But now is the point where um, there's there's some value in risk-taking, for sure. And, uh, you know, Tyus Jones would make a lot of sense for the Wizards to trade, frankly, oh, uh, at yeah. the deadline. So uh, minutes could open up shortly, and if they deal Jones, you're not going to be able to get Koulibaly. And uh, Washington Wizards management, please trade the Milwaukee Bucks to Lon Wright. Please just oh, do it. Yeah, that's I, a natural. I, that is a natural. We'll give you, we'll give you a second round pick that will that will be fifty seventh. It'll be awesome. <laughs> um. Okay, Shannon, who is your long shot? Yeah, our last recommendation for the week. Another guy we've talked about before, Cam Whitmore, uh, guard forward for the Rockets, twenty four percent rostered. Cam Whitmore has been just tearing it up in limited mm -hmm. minutes. Top 90 player over the past week in only 20 minutes per game over the past five contests. He is averaging 18.4 points, six rebounds, and 2.8 three-pointers. I also believe he has a considerable upside in the steals department. That really hasn't been the case over the past uh, dozen or so games. He doesn't have that many. He's only averaging uh, 0.6 steals on the season. Um, but we've seen it in spurts where he'll he'll have a few steals in a game, um, or in the uh, in the summer league in particular, he was crushing it in, in, on the defensive side. Uh, he had a, had a steal and a half in college, steal and yep. a half a game in college. So I do think there's some, some upside in that category. I kind of view him as a uh, Sadiq Bay type player with uh, maybe higher upside once he does see 30 plus minutes per game. Uh, that sounds good. We can move on to our potential drop segment. Um, one one name I want to bring up 
Harrison Barnes. Uh, if you <laughs> if you picked him up, I hope you got two, maybe three good games out of him because it might be over. Now, I will say, past two games for him shooting the ball have been horrible, but the shot attempts are still up. Yeah. Okay. So if you're in a deep enough league, like if you're in a 16 team league and someone was like, ah, he's done and dropped him. I actually don't hate just picking him up to see for like a game, especially if you have like a daily, daily transactions league or something. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, we, we've well, seen this from, for from drops now. in general. Remember you got four teams with only two games next week. Mm-hmm. So Utah, Portland, Minnesota, Denver, you know, Walker in Portland, if you took a flyer on him, but you really need some immediate production. Now might be the time to let him go. Uh, um, I'm trying to think fringe in Sh- Utah. Shannon, can I get an opinion on Jaden Ivey? Jaden Ivey, <clears throat> that's a tough one. I do expect the Pistons to make some kind of move uh, before the deadline that okay. could free up minutes for Jaden Ivey. Um, or, I mean, basically the only way to free up minutes for Jaden Ivey is really for the Pistons front office to say, here are eight players that you get to utilize for the remainder of the season, Monty. If, if you give Monty Williams any more than that, he will take minutes away from Jaden Ivey. It's just a, a fact. It, it's a truth. Uh <sighs> I I don't think he's droppable yet. He is still seeing um, – he's played 35 and 29 minutes the past two games. He's still in the starting lineup. Um, you know, it's just when you have Alec Burks coming off the bench, if he has a hot game, it's going to eat into Ivy's minutes on, on a given night. Um, but Ivy's been pretty solid, uh, even in the past four games where his production's dipped a little bit, 28 minutes per, 13 points – three and a half boards, 3.3 assists, uh, and two three-pointers per game. Uh, I think he's still, I would be surprised if he doesn't average 30 minutes per game for the remainder of the season. All right, well, that's the end of our waiver wire segment. Now let's talk about our good friends at FanDuel. Yes, FanDuel, who sponsors our Friday NBA DFS chat segment here on this show. Uh, let, they want us to talk about the NFL Super Bowl, baby. Hey, you can tackle millions in prizes for FanDuel fantasy contests. If you're new to fantasy, the Super Bowl is a great time to get in on the action because right now new customers get a 100% deposit match of up to $100. Playing fantasy for huge cash prizes on FanDuel is fun and exciting. Just draft your lineup and watch your team move up the leaderboard I'm kind of high on George Kittle this Super Bowl. Shannon, who are you sticking in your DFS lineups for the Super Bowl? One thing I do not recommend is going with Brock Purdy as your MVP choice if you're playing in the 2.2 million NFL big game bowl, 1 million to first place on FanDuel. Brock Purdy is a fraud. We all saw it in the past two games against uh you know, the, the past two rounds of playoffs, he is not good. And KC's defense is underrated. They've been the best piece of that KC team all season. Best defense Patrick Mahomes has ever had. They are going to pressure Purdy enough for him to make some of his silly throws. And he's not going to get lucky and have it bounce off a defender's head and, and have his, <laughs> his receiver catch it at the two-yard line against the Chiefs. So do not go with Purdy at the MVP. I'm going with a KC stack in that contest. And I'm excited to watch them prove Purdy is a fraud. Okay. Well, with that, let's go to the FanDuel Friday DFS segment. Gentlemen, who are your picks for tonight's DFS action? There's a 10-game slate today. 
Highest over-unders, Sacramento at Indiana, not a big surprise, 248 and a half. Phoenix at Atlanta, uh, another game that we are not surprised about, the over-under being 248 and a half also. Um, Shannon, where are you turning first on this slate? Oof. It's there. There are numerous options that are appealing, uh, but it it is really hard for me to get away from that Indiana Sacramento game. Uh, I like both sides of it. I, I have some exposure to De'Aaron Fox uh, on the Sacramento side, Keegan Murray as well, um, and then Neesmith, who we talked about earlier, um, still pretty affordable on both DFS sites, and, and he is performing really well. So I. It's going to be hard for me to not try to work more players in, from that that contest into my lineup. Another game that actually has a lower over-under that I like is the Charlotte OKC game. Um, there's just good value on both sides of that. Charlotte, you know, Lamella Ball, probably unlikely to play. Um, Williams still out. Hayward's still out. So Charlotte's going to be looking for guys like Brandon Miller. Miles Bridges step up, shoulder, bigger load, PJ Washington off the bench. And then on the OKC side, seeing what they do uh, with Jalen Williams out, um, it, it'd be interesting. Ken, Kenrick Williams started uh, the, the most recent game, but then I, I don't believe he, he lasted the entire game. Uh, I think he actually came off the bench in the second half. So does that mean we see uh, Aaron Wiggins get more run? Uh, maybe, maybe case on Wallace. Uh, it's really kind of to be determined what OKC is going to do, but they could adjust the starting lineup before tonight's slate locks. Yeah. Mill- Miller is tough for me because he had a hot streak where he was really efficient for like four games. Then he had a, a terrible game. The, like his efficiency has been way down lately. Uh, the assists aren't there, but at the same time past uh, three games, 37 minutes, 39 minutes, 38 minutes. And obviously, efficiency doesn't count in DFS. So at some point, on FanDuel, he's 6,900. He's, he's a solid, I think he's a solid fill-in. Um, won't be an easy matchup because they are 16-point underdogs going into OKC. Uh, but that that probably will not stop Brandon Miller from playing a ton of minutes. How about uh, Miles Bridges with a good game if uh, Jalen Williams is out? I mean, Miles Bridges is just, he's just kind of been, he's just kind of been doing his thing, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Bridges is like a walking 35 to 45 fantasy points every single night at this point. Um, yeah, pretty, he's pretty had fair. he's had a couple big games with with Melo out as well. I mean, he's yeah. topped. He, he's basically he's averaged 56 fantasy points over the past three, 67 and a half in the latest game. Um, I do expect he'll have a, another big performance. I mean, the, the problem is Charlotte doesn't really have a chance to win. The blowout potential is uh, higher than normal because they do not have a point guard in their starting, or they haven't rolled with a point guard either the past two games after having Ish Smith make one spot start. Um, so my guess is they they go that route again, have McGowan's, Miller, and, and Bridges really handling the ball for them. Um, yeah, we, you know, we try not to talk too much about injuries in this segment because stuff is fluid, but I will mention... There are a lot of questionable guys uh, for today's slate. So uh, Toronto has quickly Barrett, Pirtle, all questionable. Halliburton still going to be on a minutes restriction probably for that Sacramento-Indiana game, which is on the second half of a back-to-back for Indiana. So um, and we haven't heard anything about Halliburton not playing. 
Uh, we also have Herb Jones and Zion Williamson questionable. Um, and of course, uh, the Grizzlies have more players out than in. Um, yeah, this Phoenix Atlanta game as well. You know, you touched on it, it the Indiana Sacramento over under, Phoenix Atlanta is at the same over under. I think there's there's plenty of options in this game. Um, it's again, I, I think the teams will be flying up the up and down the court. Like Durant, you know, his his shot attempts have been a lot lower lately. Booker has kind of taken over for for the Suns. Um the past what is this five games for Durant? He's averaging only 13.6 shot attempts. Still still scoring 20 points a game, you know, seven boards, seven assists, but it really feels like Booker is now the lead guy uh for the Suns. Uh, anything else you're targeting, Shannon? Yeah, I mentioned him at the top of the show. Jalen Green has been on an absolute tear. Um, I think he is still underpriced, giving his current hot streak seventy six hundred on FanDuel and uh, seventy or sixty eight on DraftKings. Obviously, I like the sixty eight hundred a lot more. Um, good luck finding a player who's averaged fifty fantasy points over the past five games um, under seven thousand on either site, but that's the case with Jalen Green right now. A um, couple of discounts, Koulibaly, who we, who we mentioned earlier, or especially if Jordan Poole misses another game. Um, Gallinari for the Pistons. You've got Isaiah Stewart's out. Uh, Muscala, who started, who, who earned the spot start for Beef Stew uh, on Wednesday night, is is out as well, which means Gallinari is most likely getting the spot start tonight. We'll see if Monty changes anything up. Gallinari started the second half in place of Muscala on Wednesday. I would really love to see Asar Thompson get that start, but it's probably going to be Gallinari. And Gallinari is super affordable, 3300 on DraftKings. Not not very high on his ability to go out there and, and post a, a massive fantasy performance, but in 23 minutes, he had 30 fantasy points against Cleveland uh, on January 31st. So it's possible. And at that price, it's hard to, to, to really, it's, it's hard not to plug him into your lineup. Here comes the rooster. I'm contractually obligated to say that. Here comes the rooster. It is, uh, it is unbelievable that, that we even have to talk about this. Uh, <laughs> I want. What, one more guy, Memphis too, Aldama, who Ken mentioned, Aldama. and then uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. Earned, earned a start at point guard. He's got a couple decent games in a row. His his price salary has gone up uh, on both sites, but he'll be an option if he's getting another spot start tonight. Is he still marrying Jordan's ex-wife? Or what, what, what was the, that's Jordan's kid and Pippen's ex-wife? Yes. Thing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry for that tangent. I will say back to your Jalen Green pick, most of the Raptors are like a game-time decision for tonight too, so Green could really be facing a hobbled Raptors squad. And Houston is much better at home. So that's uh, something to keep in mind as well. Um, Shannon, any parting thoughts before we wrap this up? Just fade Brock Purdy. <laughs> fade Brock Purdy, everybody. Gallinari and the Rooster go all in. Uh, okay, Ken. It is time for your old man rant. Arg Philly, what are you doing with Embiid? Who cares if he plays 65 games and wins another MVP? He already has an MVP. Last year, do you think the Joker wanted another MVP trophy or a championship? Jokic wanted a ring. Philly hasn't had a banner 
since 1983 with Dr. J and Moses Malone. I love those guys. Focus on the true prize, Philly. If Embiid's knee hurts, bench him. Embiid is a fragile piece of China. He must be nurtured, cared for, and protected throughout the season because he's a big, soft baby. Who cares if the Sixers win in January? At the slightest hint of possible injury, Embiid's fragile bones need to sit. The Sixers are five and a half games ahead of the play-in tournament. Relax and rest, Embiid. Arg. I was just thinking about your Embiid slander compared to my Purdy slander. Like, I would not do that slander to Embiid's face, but I would do it to Purdy's face. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, look, uh, Ken, I'm with you. I, uh, pushing a guy with this injury history, people try to, his medical file doesn't fit in this room. <laughs> La- yeah. So, like, last year he was fairly healthy. And then coming into this season, everybody was trying to say, well, he's just healthy now. He doesn't get hurt anymore. I'm like, what? What? (laughs) It's insanity. Uh, Last year could be the exception. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels like we've kind of gone back and forth on this injury thing. Now people are like, well, if guys are hurt, sit them. But then before everybody was like, well, these guys should be playing through injuries. So it's like, I, the, the goalposts kind of move every time. But if guys actually hurt, if he's actually hurt, he should sit. I like the 65 game rule, and I think you should have to play, uh, you know, about 80% of the season to get one of these big prizes. But if you're a team, just care about winning. Yeah, I think I think the problem comes like I think the 65 games rule is good because you should incentivize or you should uh, we should highlight players in a specific season that were available. Um, Exactly. But the part of the problem comes in when there are financial incentives attached to winning awards. Uh, you think Embiid's uh, having a hard time getting by? See if the rent is, uh, uh, you know, issue? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> look an extra however many million dollars that can that can set forth multiple generations of your family. Uh, He's worried about the thirteenth generation. He could, hey, you know, whatever. Um, I saw a box of Captain Crunch priced at eight ninety nine in the grocery store whoa. this week. Everyone needs more money. Yeah, we all <laughs> we all need the, all the help we can get. Um, <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, I think we we avoided any mispronounced names this week, uh, which is very nice. Um, that'll wrap it up for us. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by Underdog Fantasy and FanDuel. Ken, take us out of here. Hey, let's go to Cleveland where there's some nice good news. Darius Garland is back from his broken jaw injury. Hooray, Coach Bickerstaff said this after the Cavs beat Shannon's Pistons on Wednesday. Quote, Garland showed particularly offensively how easy the game can be for him and how many different ways that he can beat you. I thought he was aggressive. I thought he looked quick. He was attacking the basket, and he mixed his game up. The conditioning piece will come. So, hey, welcome back, Darius Garland. Good news. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line.